Good morning. This is Dogs and Friends podcast, episode number five. Today I'm going to be talking about advocating for your dog and being prepared in general uh, with your dog. So one thing I see a lot is people want to have a service dog or they have a dog that's reactive that they want to end up getting used to being in public, whether that's at a public park or going to Home Depot Lowe's, PetSmart, Petco, places like that. And it's super important for you to be your dog's best advocate. Remember, dogs cannot talk. They can't tell people, hey, back up and I don't want to be pet right now. They just growl or they lunge or they bark. Or if they're doing a job and they're a service dog, they can't tell people, hey, I'm working, I need to get back to work. You have to be that person. So one thing I see a lot, especially if you have a really beautiful dog or a dog that people don't see a lot or a fluffy dog, people want to pet your dog. And sometimes they'll do so without asking. So you may have to get gear or something that says do not pet in training or do not pet service dog and you can get a vest you can get a a leash that says in training do not pet or even um a a harness that says ask to pet and these are going to kind of deter people a little bit But again, people will still try to touch and pet your dog. And this is where you have to say, no, I'm sorry, she's in training right now. And you don't even have to say, I'm sorry. Just say, no, she's in training right now and walk away. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. All you have to do is be your dog's advocate. And with that being said, There's a lot of reactive dogs out there too and muzzle training comes in handy. Now, a lot of people are against muzzle training for some reason and I'm not really sure why. Probably just because it doesn't look very appealing to the eye but dogs on muzzles have a better life than dogs that are reactive and not on muzzles. Because muzzles give you the safety of being out and about and not worrying um, if anybody is going to get bit or if they're going to lunge at anybody, uh, any damage could happen. So muzzles are not only for the dog's safety, but for everybody else's safety and your peace of mind. Muzzle training is super easy. You practice it at home with treats, putting treats in the muzzle, feeding them through it then putting it on you know for a small increment of time then longer and you want to get a muzzle that fits pretty big around their mouth but um not too big to where they can slip out of it but big enough where you can slip treats in or they can drink water through it if they need to a basket muzzle are the ones that i recommend the most um or the wire the big wire ones, and you'll see them. You can see them on uh, Bridgeport or Amazon or I think it's like Canine Technologies, so that might be an e-collar company. But there's there's another website, and I'll, and I'll link it below if I remember what it's called. 
but muzzle training is a really really good thing to have especially if you have a reactive dog that you're trying to train in public so remember you're not even if your dog is friendly you still don't want to let everyone say hi to your dog and everyone pet your dog because then that can sometimes create reactivity as well And what I mean by that is if you had everybody coming up to you all the time, touching you or, you know, petting your hair, saying, oh, my gosh, you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. It's a little overwhelming. And so you have to think it's probably the same for your dog. If every single time you go out in public and people are coming up to you and not not giving you your space, they're in your bubble, they're they're touching you. That's kind of where that reactivity can come in. And it's super important to to say, hey, like, no, I'm sorry, she's in training, or let me have her do a sit first, and then I'll tell her to, uh, to greet you. You have to be this advocate so that you don't end up messing up your dog's progress. Just because your dog's friendly. Also, another thing on the opposite spectrum, If your dog is super friendly, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody wants to pet your dog. Everybody's not okay with your friendly dog coming up to them off leash and and saying hi to them, right? You want to, uh, even on leash, and they're pulling at the edge of the leash to say hi to somebody, it's, it's not appropriate and it's not okay. You have to have control over your dog and... To do that, you want to use the right training tools. So I'll get into that in just a second um, in my little section of being prepared with your dog. But I think another thing too is just not letting people touch your dog too often, especially reactive, reactive dogs. You want them to be able to see what's going on and just act like a normal, a normal dog. You don't need them to be overly friendly. You don't need them to be friends with everybody. And I think that's a big common mistake that I see a lot of people do. It's like you have this reactive dog and you want them to be friends with every single person that they meet and every dog that they meet and it's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, dogs are kind of like people in the sense that some people just don't like other people that much. And some dogs just don't like other dogs that much or other people right we have to advocate for them and say hey no i'm sorry he d- he doesn't like he doesn't like that or no he doesn't want to be pet right now no he's training no he's working and i literally put my hand out and block my dog and say no he's working right now no i'm sorry he's training right now and i say i'm sorry just because <laughs> just innately comes to me because i'm a woman but you don't have to say I'm sorry and just just remember you don't have to say I'm sorry you don't have to tell anybody anything you don't have to explain anything to anybody but you do have to advocate for your dog and let them know you cannot pet my dog you cannot say hi to my dog and that's it um so on to the topic of being prepared remember if Whatever dog you have, whether you're training it to do service or you just have a reactive dog or a normal dog or a puppy, you want to be prepared anytime you go into public with them. 
there's so many times when I see people and their dogs are pulling them at the end of the leash in lows and they're like, I'm trying to do training, but where's your treat? Where's your engagement? Where's your skill beforehand? Where, where are all these things that would have helped you and set you up for success and you just want to come into Lowe's with a dog who knows nothing? It, it doesn't make any sense. So bring treats. Bring your right training tools, as in a leash, maybe even a long leash if you're going to the park, a, a collar, a martingale, a prong collar, or even an e-collar. And I do advocate for e-collars as well. It's not a shock collar like everybody says, and there's a right way and a wrong way to use it. And if you're going to think about using an e-collar, get with a trainer, call me up, like watch Tom Davis. He's awesome. He explains it really well. That is how you're supposed to use an e-collar. But if you're not comfortable using the e-collar yet and you don't know how, stick with a leash and either a prong collar, a martingale, or even a slip lead to go over. And these are your tools. You're, you're using everything in your toolbox to get your dog to, to be a good citizen, right? And I always like that line in, in Lilo and Stitch, and she's like, we'll have him, we'll have him be a model citizen in no time, because that's, it's so true. You want your dog to be a model citizen, but to get there, you have to be prepared. And one thing I tell people, and this is, some people ask me, like, what's the biggest thing in dog training? Like, what's the first thing that you teach your dog? And what's going to help you the most? And I say, it's well, it's actually not anything that you teach your dog. It's something that you teach yourself. And that's being calm and taking a breath. <sighs> Dogs respond. And they'll mimic your behavior of being calm and confident rather than your behavior of um, say you have a reactive dog and you bring them into public and you're having anxiety about it and you start putting tension on the leash when there doesn't need to be and you start you know your breathing rap uh, becomes rapid your heart rate becomes rapid and your dog feels that too I was watching Yellowstone the other day and this it's not off topic I promise I was watching Yellowstone the other day and the guy was explaining the horse and he goes, every time you get on that horse, the horse feels every emotion that you feel. So if you're having a bad day and you and you go on there and you act like you're having a bad day, he's going to know and he's not going to be nice to ride. But if you, even if you're having a bad day and you go on that horse and you pretend you're having a good day, they're going to be able to to help you along and that ride is going to be a lot better and that applies for dog training as well if your dog feels your anxiety and your tension and your your worry they're gonna be worried as well try not to get frustrated and I know this is really hard when you're at the park and everything's going well and then your dog decides to have a full full blown freaking breakdown and bark and lunge and pull you to the end of your leash to go and chase a bunny rabbit or whatever it may be. Take a break. Take a calm breath and and work through it. 
So if you need to, at this point, go back to your car and take a little breather, do that. If you need to redirect and correct correct the behavior, redirect, maybe use some treats, do that. Always kind of have a game plan before you, you go into a public area. In, uh, when I'm taking clients to Lowe's or to the park, I say, hey, this is what we're going to do here. And this is where, what we're going to do if this happens. And sometimes you need to make that little mental note to yourself of, hey, if he starts even doing a little poof, right? We're correcting, we're redirecting, we're walking away, we're using um, uh, our obedience to give us a different behavior, anything along those lines. Now, you want to create plans like that in, you know, at, at your home before you go out or in your car so that you can mentally say, okay, he's barking right now, I need to do this and this and this. Or this is too much, let's go back to the car. Next time, maybe just go to the park and we're just going to sit in the car and watch watch people. Or maybe we're just going to work in the parking lot of Lowe's. These are all things that you should be doing with your dog so that you feel comfortable, so your dog can strive and thrive. Um, you want to make sure that when you're doing your training, you also have a little bit of obedience and I say a little bit I mean a lot of obedience in your house already so if your dog doesn't know a basic sit down come and maybe even a little bit of heel then you should not be bringing your dog in public once they master all of this in your yard say your house, your backyard, your front yard, in your neighborhood, then that's when it's time to go in public. And with puppies, it's a little bit different because puppies kind of have an easier temperament. So if you're bringing them in public, if they have all of their shots, you're walking them and you're taking them on little little spurts. You're not doing hours at the store and hours here and there. You're just doing 20 minutes here maybe 20 minutes there, you're, you're doing really, really short, short spurts of your dog being in public as a puppy so that they can get desensitized and socialized with the things around them. Even just taking them to the park and letting them see everything that's going on and going home. Taking them to the parking lot of Home Depot um, on a not so busy day and working them, you know, in the empty parking spots so that they can kind of see and get used to being in that area while you tighten up your obedience at home. I, ha- I have a client and their puppy is four months old, already knows sit and plied, down and plied, heel, and it's because they work with him every single day. We took him to the store and he's like, I don't know any of that, right? But because we had the foundation, we were able to get him back on track and do a down stay in the store, sit stay in the store, And he did awesome. But it did take him, you know, probably a good 10 minutes just to take in that he was in a new place and he still had to do his obedience in that place. And so that's a really great example of of, um, just being able to do obedience and make them work through it. Now, it would have been 10 times harder if he had no obedience under his belt and he just went to the store. That would have 
that would have been probably detrimental to his fear period and not so great. But we did have the that obedience going, so it did work out. But yeah, that's just my little feel on <laughs> on advocating for your dog and being prepared. These things are going to set you up for success so that you have a good, healthy dog, um, mentally healthy dog, and hopefully a physically healthy dog as well. And just remember, if you train together, you stay together. Have a wonderful day.